0: I'm not a capitalist.
1: Petrov clapped his large hands. Well done, just like brother and sister. A bossy sister and her sulky younger brother. I see you don't need teaching your parts. So, the odious Miss
0: Stott was to masquerade as his sister, thought Paul. Two or three weeks of it in an isolated West Country cottage. It would be insupportable. He looked round at the flat. Everything in it was commonplace, drab, ostentatiously austere. How different from his comfortable room in the staff quarters at the training college, let alone the more exotic hideout in Pimlico. He glared at a filing cupboard beside the wretched little gas fire and shivered. In its utilitarian ugliness, it bore a close resemblance to its owner. The room smelt of dust cyclostyle ink, leaflets, and the closed mind.
1: How fortunate we are, said Petrov expansively, placing his palms on his fat thighs, that Mr. Cunningham is so respectable, long may it last. Are you referring to that posh place he teaches at? Miss Dot disagreeably asked. I am referring particularly to his contacts with the mighty. It's quite a stroke of luck that he should know the head of an Oxford college well enough to rent his cottage for the Christmas vacation. Nice and handy to the scene of operations. Yes, really a godsend. Be careful. Miss Stott is wincing. She doesn't believe in God. It was... A figure of speech, Paul. And since she is your sister, you'd better start calling her Annie. I said, you'd better start calling her Annie. Paul flushed again. Very well. Let me recapitulate. You will pick up the equipment here and drive down to Smuggler's Cottage on 18th December. You will bring the necessary provisions, There's a farm a hundred yards down the hill where you can get milk and butter. Your excellent sister will arrive by train with the child on the 21st. You will meet them at Longport Station on the 6.23 p.m. Before she arrives, establish your presence there and your ostensible reason. You need quiet to start a book. What book? Continued Petrov his rumbling tones quite unaltered. Are you writing? I... Well, I haven't... Come, come, Paul, this will never do. A little more attention to detail, please. You must not only decide what you're going to write, but start writing it. One weak spot, and a cover story can be ripped open. Oh,
0: God, I think all this absurd cloak-and-dagger stuff. The
1: comrade is not interested in what you think, said the woman. You may call it absurd, but your life, and more important things than your life, will depend upon it. You and Annie must establish, in the minds of any neighbors you may meet, a firm impression of brother and sister holidaying together with another sister's child, one who has recently been ill and needs the country air. Before you go down there, Annie will coach you in all the necessary facts about her family, upbringing, career, and so on. Don't forget, people in the country are extremely curious about strangers. There must be no discrepancies to cause gossip or suspicion. In the stuffy
0: room. Paul Cunningham heard Petrov's voice rumbling hypnotically on. Perhaps it felt like this, to be brainwashed. The telephone at the cottage must not be used after the coup, except in an extreme emergency. There was a public call box half a mile down the hill in the village of Eggerswell. London would put through the calls to the target. Annie would do the collecting. The preliminary coup at the guesthouse, five miles away, would be carried out by the pair of them. How long it would take to soften up the subject was uncertain. But he'll call in the police at once, protested Paul, and then we're sunk.